0: I'm playoff Lenny, and I have Direct TV. I'm regular season Lenny, and I have cable.
1: <laughs> you know, they need to do. They need to do that commercial. That needs to happen, James. That absolutely, we need to send that idea. I'm clipping that, and I'm sending it to Ross mm-hmm. to send up to
2: the network.
0: Oh, please do,
2: David James. It's Greco. Uh, what a tough game today. What a tough game. I'm not really concerned about the loss. You know, we're not going to go 17 and 0. Big wub. I'm more concerned about the injuries that we have and where the pass rush is at. Uh, really, that's the main things that concern me right now. So I want to see what you guys have to say. Go Bucs. On the You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Up and welcome back to the Lock On Bucks Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Bucks is free and available on all platforms. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at J underscore Bucks, at D Harrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation. And for the first time, David. In 302 days, we are recapping a loss on this podcast.
1: Yeah, we are unfortunately, but you know what? I'm still thankful because we have Buccaneers fans here uh, to help us talk about this loss. We've got three of them as of right now, uh, to be exact. Expecting many more to be calling in as well. But I don't know; it's a loss. They may they may choose to take a break from the voicemail line this week. Uh, this weekend, we'll have to see. But if we get any more, we'll definitely air those tomorrow. Once again, thank you, Buccaneers fans, for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen. Every single day and for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, things didn't go so hot. Uh, the game started off with a Los Angeles Rams touchdown there in the first quarter, seven, nothing after Matt Stafford hooked up with Tyler Higby, the tight end for a six yard touchdown. Former Buccaneer kicker, Matt Gay, putting through the extra point, but the Buccaneers bounce right back. Chris Godwin rushing. That's right. Rushing. So hopefully you're not in a screwed up fantasy football league who only gives receivers receiving points because that would be messed up. For a touchdown, ties the game after Ryan suck up extra a apiece. But before the end of the half, Matt Stafford would find Cooper Cup for a two-yard touchdown score. 14-7 was the score. Ent- entering the locker rooms at halftime, Los Angeles Rams leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming out of the locker rooms. We had a halftime with 14 minutes and 12 seconds left in the, f- the third quarter. Matt Stafford goes deep and finds Deshaun Jackson. James, my opposing player profile of the week, Deshaun Jackson, for a 75-yard touchdown, absolutely wide open. It uh, makes it 21-7 after the Matt Gay extra point. Tom Brady, after hooking up with Cam Break to get all the way down to the goal line, sneaks it in the, the way only way that Tom Brady can. One-yard rushing touchdown for the GOAT makes 21-14, uh, but then the Rams kind of pulled away from there. Matt Stafford again finding Cooper Cup for a 10-yard touchdown to make it 28-14, and then Matt Gay nailing a 48-yard field goal. Could have done that in Florida, but whatever. To make it 31-14. Ryan Suckup would bring a 26-yard field goal back to make it 31-17. Matt Gay answers with a 26-yard field goal, and then Tom Brady, a late touchdown to Gio Bernard, shaking up on the play afterwards. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Ryan Suckup makes, makes that extra point, uh, and that brings us to 24 points for the Buccaneers, which, which uh, brings us to the final score, 34-24. Los Angeles Rams over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams advance to 3-0 in a very competitive NFC West division while the Buccaneers fall to 2-1. James Tied now for second place in the division with Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. But I don't want to know what you think about that. I want to know what you think about the Los Angeles Rams and Matt Stafford and Deshaun Jackson welcoming his old team into his new home and then saying, get out and leave my W behind. Tom Brady is trailing
0: Sam Darnold in the division. That's
1: that's where we've reached. But yeah, Hmm. my thought. So Sam Darnold is the new goat. James Yarko. Hot out the press is is breaking news. That's what you just said. That is not what I said. Not even a little bit of what I said.
0: Uh, The Rams are a good football team. We knew that going into this. Um, There's a reason they brought in Matthew Stafford. And the connection between Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup of Coffee has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, We kind of knew that Deshaun Jackson had had one of these deep balls in him. Uh, He loves – scoring 50 plus yard touchdowns on former teams that he faces. He did it in week 2 for the Bucks uh with Ryan Fitzmagic chucking him the ball uh, against the the Eagles. Um it was just a it was a rough game for the Bucks. Yeah, the Rams did a lot of things right. You you can't expect to win a football game when when your opponent is going what like 80% on on third down, what what was their their third down efficiency? 10 of 15,
1: 60, 67% on, on third down. You can't yeah. allow- At one point, they were at 80%. Yeah. yeah, they finished 67%, which is still incredibly high. You want to keep that number around 30. I mean, at the most, 40%, but 30% your target, 67%, way too high.
0: Yeah, so we knew it was going to be a tough game. You and I were the, the cockeyed optimists here uh, you know, especially with, with Bucks nation, we were the only ones at Bucks nation that picked the Bucks to win. Uh, our managing editor, Gil Arcia was joking around that he might be able to go in and change our pick for us so that we didn't look like idiots, but in a game where you're missing Antonio Brown, you're missing Jason Pierre Paul, you're missing, uh, you know, starting players, you, you lose Jamel Dean. It was just, the snowball effect in when you're going up against a defense as good as Los Angeles, an offense as explosive as Los Angeles, you're not going to win games when you make mistakes. Plain and simple, the Rams are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. This is their first competition against a playoff caliber team like this, and they got popped in the mouth. They they tried to answer back, they couldn't. Defense couldn't get off the field. Uh, so a hat tip to the Rams, they did everything right. Sean McVay dialed up a great game plan. Former Bucks head coach Raheem Morris had a great defensive game plan. It was an all-around great game for the Rams. It was a really bad game for the Bucks and you know what else? What else can you say about it?
1: Well, here's here's what I'll say about it, right? And, and listen, I don't want to take anything away from the Los Angeles Rams, they're a very good team and they deserve you know all the accolades in the world. But I talked about it last week with Sosa. Uh, is the host of locked on Rams podcast. And he actually agreed with me. And then we talked about it here on this show. And I even mentioned it, James, in our final episode, when it was becoming known that Antonio Brown, probably not going to play slim chance that he could, he get cleared inside. We pretty much knew he wasn't going to play. And then there's the JPP situation going on. And then Kevin Minter is still out. I mean, you look at say Jaden Mickens uh, is also out. I mean, these are these are impactful players. They're not Vita Vea and Devin White. You know what I mean. But when you start taking these pieces away, and Joe Tryon Schwenka, you know, I, I didn't watch him exclusively, but the times where I was making sure I spe- specifically paid attention to him, for the most part, he did pretty well. But you're already missing one of your starting cornerbacks, right? And then you come in and you're losing your most experienced pass rusher, and then you're losing your most experienced wide receiver, and arguably your most electric, your most versatile, which stresses out the defense wide receiver. Um, you're starting Leonard Fournette, which listen, you know, I'm not an NFL coach for a reason. So it is what it is, but there's just a lot of things going against the Buccaneers. Kevin Minter is a captain on this team. There's a lot of things going against the Buccaneers before they even take the field. And then once they take the field, you have Jalen or, uh, you have, uh, Jamil Jamel Dean, Jalen Dean, you have Jamel Dean. I'm thinking of Jalen hurts in your bad fantasy football play. You have, you have Jamel Dean How dare you. get injured after dropping an interception, right? What did I say last week, James? The Buccaneers could not give the Rams anything. They could not afford to give the Rams anything. My bold prediction is that there would be no turnovers, no turnover opportunities. Obviously, that didn't come true, but I forgot to also mention they needed to take advantage of every opportunity the Rams gave them. A dropped interception doesn't do that. And not for nothing, but that changes the entire scope of this game. And Jamel Dean brings in, brings in that interception, who knows what happens on that ensuing drive? Who knows if Jamel Dean is even on the field when he gets injured later on. You know what I'm saying? And who knows what situation they're in, whether Rob Gronkowski gets injured. But then again, Rob Gronkowski gets injured on top of everything else. So the Rams, like if you're going to play the Buccaneers, this is the week to do it because they're already out AB. They're already out JPP. They're already out Kevin Minter. Jaden Mickens is out. And then Rob Gronkowski gets hurt. And then Jamel Dean gets hurt. You're already missing Sean Like, Richard Sherman's still out there in the open. You know what I mean? Like this is the week to play the Buccaneers and you still only beat them by 10 points. You know what I mean? Like there are no moral victories and I'm not trying to claim a moral victory in the face of defeat, but any Buccaneers fan out there who is sitting here saying, Oh man, the Rams are the better team. This shows our weaknesses. I'm not saying the secondary is a world beater by themselves. They absolutely need a pass rush. And yes, the Rams did a very good job of not getting or allowing the pass rush to come home. But not having a Kevin Minter to spell Devin White and Lamonte David every once in a while, not having JPP, not having Joe Tryon as your spell guy and having him as your starter, those are significant changes. Losing Jamel Dean when you have a roster full of fast receivers is a significant loss. All right? The offense, I'm more surprised with what that the Rams defense was able to stifle the, the Buccaneers offense even before Robert Ronkowski got hurt. But I'm just saying there's a lot of reasons here that the Rams had the advantage, not to mention they're playing in SoFi and they're facing the champs while the champs are like, this, this is week three, guys. This is week three. The Rams just won the freaking Super Bowl. All right. That's what the Rams just did. The Bucks, like, this is week three. All right. So, again, those are kind of my initial takeaways, not to take a whole lot away from the Rams, but I think I am taking a little bit away from the Rams.
0: Well, we'll get more into that in just a little bit, but listen up. Bucks fans, yeah, uh, you, know, you know me, I'm James, and I have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. I'm a guy that buys gas, David, no joke, at least five times a week, five times yeah. a week. I'm going That's to the gas station. with your
1: gas practices.
0: Yeah. You know, our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your 1st tank some people who drive a lot that's me i drive a lot they're making as much as 2 to 300 dollars a month in cashback there's no catch the cashback gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e gift card for amazon or other brands just download the free get upside app and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Once again, that's code touchdown.
1: Some people think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't look quite as put together as they did the last time they saw them, James, at the end of the 2020 NFL season. But you and I are back, and we're better than ever, and we've got our eyes trained onto the gridiron as football has returned in full force. And as always, betonline.ag is ours, and it's your number one spot, our faithful watch on Bucks listeners. For all your pro college football action – This season, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. I put $41 down Sunday, James, for multiple different bets after the Carolina Panthers helped me expand uh, my wallet there at BetOnline.ag. I only got $36 of it back, but hey, I'll take it. It's better than getting nothing back, right? All I did to do that was head over to BetOnline.ag, just like our listeners can. And when they sign up, they can get a welcome bonus by using the promo code LOCKEDON, whether it's football, basketball, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: Hey guys, it's Layton in Tampa. Uh, game coming to an end. Uh, disappointed in the loss, but it's early in the season, so not panicking. Praying that we'll we won't have too serious news on Gronk's or um, um, Geo Gio or Jamel's injuries, but the latter two may be more serious considering they're both knee injuries. Disagree um, with the tweet posted um, a few seconds ago that Brady hung his players out to dry. Don't really think that was even what he was doing. So I really disagree with that. Um, that's being nice. Hopefully things will get better. Um, short week thinking that with the travel back to Tampa and then having to go up to New England so even though it's a regular week is still short when you think about that. So just pray that they get in they get better and um, hopefully we can just move on from this. Fans, media and the team. Go Bucks and have a good day.
1: Back now for segment two here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, a non-victory Monday, losing Monday, defeat defeated, duty day. I don't know. Depression Monday. Depression Monday. Unmotivated Monday. I don't know. Whatever it is, go. James. We're back. The Buccaneers again falling to two and one after a loss uh, to the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, appreciate the phone call, Greco. Appreciate the phone call, Layton. What was this tweet? Did you did you did you do? Do you know the tweets? Uh we we do a lot of work right after the game is over, so I'm not sure which tweet Layton is referring to.
0: I do, and I stand by it uh, from the Bucks Nation account. Oh, it was one of I our tweets out, that
1: he disagrees with. Well, yeah, first uh, of all, Layton has some questions, and the first one being, "How dare you?" Well, what is this? <laughs> what is this tweet that Layton disagrees with? from
0: the From the Bucks Nation account, I tweeted out that a couple of times today, Brady hung some of his guys out to dry, and I stand by it. He led Gronk directly into a defender that led to an injury and Gronk had to go to the locker room and miss, and miss some time. Then he, you know, darn near got Giovanni Bernard killed. And I'm not talking about the flip into the end zone. I'm talking about when Gio got straight up blasted on a short little dump off. And it's just, it's uncharacteristic of Brady to put his players in those positions, but it did happen. I stand by the tweet. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm sorry if, if Leighton doesn't agree, but that's my perspective. And I have the Twitter password, so I get to tweet it out.
1: Yeah, I mean you do. And listen, and it's okay to disagree, you know, uh Leighton. Yeah. But so here's what I will say. Um, I was not specifically counting those instances, but there was the Gronk pass. And when that happened, I was like, oh man, that was a really tough position for Gronk to get in and protect himself. Two. Is a pass to Chris Godwin later in the game where into triple coverage, and a double coverage, and I was yep. like, "Oh man, that is a really good way to get a concussion and to miss New England." And thankfully, it didn't happen. Now I can't go back and say, "Well, it happened this many times." And again, obviously, you noticed it more than I did, and that's perfectly fair. Um, but yeah, there, there, there were some throws that that Tom led his receivers into dangerous areas, and we've heard him talk about how it's a quarterback responsibility not to do those things. And, and he, it's not like he's going, Oh, well, hope you're tough guy. Like, you know what I mean? It's not an intentional thing, but I think it is something as well that Tom will go back. Uh, and, and when he studies the film, he's probably going to look at those throws and say, how could I have done better for my guys? Uh, because Tom understands that he, you know, he needs his weapons out there just much as they need him. Um, so again, I don't know if, if Layton just doesn't agree with the amount of it Layton, if you don't think Tom ever did it, I would encourage you to go back and watch the game again. Um, Cause I think you'll, you'll, if, if you're going into it, looking for it and I know how this works, like if you go into it, looking for anything, you're going to see it, but I think you would probably agree that it happened at least more than a couple times, but James, let's speak specifically about the offense uh, again, no AB. Leonard Fournette getting the start for the first time this year. And Rob Gronkowski was healthy for, you know, the, the majority of the game technically, but was unhealthy for a very large portion of the game as well. What were your thoughts uh, here immediately after the aftermath of the game about the Buccaneers offense?
0: It was a rough outing. Um, The offensive line did not look great, and I understand the Rams have a fantastic pass rush, and Aaron Donald uh, absolutely destroyed Gronk on, uh, on the play where he forced the fumble by Brady that apparently Gio Bernard couldn't advance even though the ball went backwards, and he caught it, but I guess that's fumbling the ball forward, and the rules are stupid, and they need to go away. Um, Donovan Smith, to his credit, tried to save the day, but it wasn't going to happen against Aaron, Aaron Donald. Um, let's rewind the clock even further back than the last loss that we recapped. So we're looking at around 323, 324 days, right in that range. Let's go back to that Sunday night loss to the new Orleans saints, David. And what was... Do you remember the big thing that we harped on about that
1: game when they got blown out 38 to 3? I mean, everything like that was one of the nastiest games I remember ever watching in my entire life watching football. I mean, so many but different you, things. But what are you aiming at specifically? Do you remember on
0: offense the fact that we harped on them abandoning the run? Oh yeah, they set a record for right. fewest runs in a game. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It's not a good thing. When Tom Brady is your leading rusher, Tom Brady led the team with 14 rushing yards over four yards per carry, by the way, Ronald Jones, five for 11, Lenny, four for eight. Godwin had one for two and a
1: touchdown.
0: (laughs) And a touchdown. So the fact that they had to abandon the run game, which has not looked good through three weeks to begin with kind of set this team up. They're already playing from behind. Oh. They abandoned the run once again. The only time they're running the ball was when Brady is panicking and having to evade the sack because the offensive line didn't look great. So it was just, it was, it was again, it was a snowball effect. It didn't look great. Brady had a decent game. I mean, the guy threw 55 times and threw for over 400 yards, but it was in a losing effort. They were trying to come from behind. I, I look at the offensive line and the running backs is, is kind of the rough spot.
1: But at the week. end of the day, James Tom Brady needs just nine more touchdowns in week four to become the first quarterback in NFL history to reach 600 career touchdown passes and to do it in new England in front of bill Belichick in front of Robert Kraft. And I'm here for it. Start Tom Brady in all fantasy leagues in all fantasy formats. Cause that dude is dropping nine touchdown passes against the Patriots bowl prediction. Lock it in. And if you want to watch it, you can do so with our friends over at Direct TV Stream. Because I'm going to tell you about a simple way to get all your entertainment you love without the hassle. And that is Direct TV Stream. Bringing you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. Which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com to learn more about Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together.
0: Something else that, uh, of course, you know that we love. In fact, I had one right before we started recording because my family's eating dinner while we're down here doing this is Built Bar. You know the flavors, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, coconut, mint, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. But if you're one of the people that don't know what flavor is your favorite, why don't you go ahead and order a mixed box? You're going to get two of each of those flavors. Not only are built Bars the best tasting protein bar, but they are good for you. Those flavors, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a sad Monday here on the Lock on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter uh, at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. And David, why don't we go ahead and touch on the defense real quick? I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you since I started with the offense. Yeah,
1: I mean, the defense, again, it, it's disappointing, right? But I mean, this is Los Angeles Rams. It's it's Matt Stafford. It's Cooper Cup. It's Robert Woods. It's Deshaun Jackson. It's Tyler Higby. Like, this is a very good offense the only thing this offense was really missing last year was a quarterback and they went out and they got it and they sold the farm to do it and listen if it gets the los angeles rams a super bowl title in this year or next year and especially in sofi stadium this year then it's going to be well worth not having first round picks until my grandchildren are nfl executives so that's what we saw is a a 30 point output from a very good offense but again i kind of go back to the whole silver lining playbook right you, your your defense that you celebrate gave up 34 points against a very high-octane offense that's relatively healthy. I mean, they're missing Williams. They're already missing Cam Akers. I got it, but this team was never predicated on the run in the first place. They gave up 34 points to that that offense, missing, uh, again, Sean Murphy. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but Sean Murphy Bunting, JPP, Kevin Minter, and, and losing Jamel Dean. So missing three key contributors and then losing a fourth, two of them coming from your top three cornerback group or cornerbacks in a passing league. Like, again, I mean, to me, again, again, there's no more victories, I understand that, but giving up 34 points to this offense on the road with as banged up or as absent as part of those defenses is not that bad.
0: Yeah, I really don't have a a whole lot more to add other than the fact that, you know, this is a, a team last year that got absolutely thrashed in the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs, tried to fight back a little bit, and by the time they saw them a second time, in the Super Bowl, they were ready for him. The defense played lights out, and they had Vita Vera return. So the Bucks could be in an opportunity where they face the Rams again in the playoffs. They have some key players back, and it's a totally different outcome. We'll have to wait and see on that one. David, my play of the game, I'm going to go ahead and just say, you know what? It was the two-yard touchdown run by Chris Godwin because it's Chris Godwin, and he was my predictive player of the game, and he got a rushing touchdown. So – He's officially the
1: best running back on the team. <laughs> that's not, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. My play of the game, and this is gonna be kind of a, a contrarian view of this thing, is gonna be the drop by Jamel Dean. It's a dropped interception. I think that that interception seriously could have yeah. set this game on an entirely different path and different track. And I'm not I'm not saying like oh the Buccaneers would have you know 48 to 17, da 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 da. But that's a very early momentum shift and opportunity that the Buccaneers missed because Jamal Dean dropped that thing and that is very important in a game like this like you got you had a chance to suck the air out of that building and make the buccaneers fans there the loudest part of that stadium and then you have a quarterback that has an absolute killer instinct and if they come in there based off that quick change and they go attacking that defense and they put points on the board like that seriously could set this entire thing on a little bit of a different trajectory and then again if you're not out there on that play where you get hurt well then you maybe maybe don't get hurt you know what i'm saying so Again, it's, it's one of those what-if Marvel special type deals that we're never going to know the answers to, but I really think that play right there uh, usually play the game as like a positive thing, but I think that drop really set this game onto the path that it ended up following. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree 100%. How about your player? My the game? player of the game, honestly, I'm going to go with cambrate because... not not a huge stat line, right? Four catches, 35 yards. But when Rob Gronkowski left, I think everybody, you know, whether, whether you tweeted it or said it out loud or whatever, but I think everybody kind of went, well, any chance this team had of coming back just left when Rob Gronkowski left the field, because that is Tom Brady's safety net. That's his buddy. That's his guy. That's his best friend. You know what I mean? All that stuff. That's the T-Mobile commercial. They unretired together, all that stuff. Uh, But Cam Brady very quickly showed why he's still on this team, why he's been in the NFL as long as he has. And why, honestly, it's almost criminal that he's never been really given the opportunity to be the number one tight. I think there was like what one or one season before like OJ came in where Cam was like the guy. Maybe I don't know, but really, that wasn't a, a time in Buccaneers history where you you could truly showcase your talents. I don't think, um, and it's got some people basically done pulling for OJ Howard to uh, to fulfill his potential, which I think is a little bit sad from a human being standpoint, but. I mean, it's it's hard not to to observe that when Rob Gronkowski goes out, Cam Braid became the guy that they targeted, not OJ. And I know that you know OJ's still recovering and all that stuff. So grain of salt, but I think that shows how valuable Cam Brate is. So again, kind of a silver lining theme for me on this episode. That's my player of the game. I want to go with Tom Brady, but I'm not going to.
0: And I thought about going with Tyler Johnson, who was, yes. you know, he was a big part of the, the comeback effort in the second half, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Ten targets, eight catches, over 100 yards. Uh, he was out there fighting. He was getting his yards after catch. Um, you saw him emotional on the sideline. He was frustrated. He was upset. And after that, he kept getting fed the ball. It, and, again, it was a losing effort. So you're, you're having to pick from guys that – Obviously, he didn't perform well enough to get you a W, but back-to-back, really good games for Mike Evans after people were ready to jump off the Skyway Bridge for his week one performance. Tom Brady needs 68 yards and against the Patriots next week to become, oh. to become the NFL's all-time leading passer. He'll get the 68 yards by the end of the first quarter. I don't think he's going to get the nine touchdowns. But I hope it, he that's does. That's bulletin
1: board material. If I ever heard it, I hope he does. Make sure Giselle puts that up on the fridge. I hope
0: he does because I just <laughs> traded for him in fantasy. But uh, that's it a is good what it choice, is, guys. But listen, Patriots, you were right.
1: up. this was the Chris Godwin game. I mean, he didn't lead the team in receptions. He didn't lead the team in yards. But when you take his receptions, his yards, and his rushing touchdown, if you're talking fantasy football format, Chris Godwin, most productive receiver on this roster this week. So this was the one focus. That's week.
0: right. Well, and next week is going to be. Uh, next week's going to be a, be a Rob week. Gronkowski my week. guy that
1: i predicted is going going to be I a Gronk week i predicted. I'm like i don't know if i want to do this but yeah
0: Gronk's going to have a hat trick against mean, the patriots in mean, Foxborough. Man. and Antonio Brown's going to add on two more it's just going to be oh, it's going to be fun to watch so put a smile on your face bucks fans it may be a loss against the rams but we're going to have some fun coming against coming up against the patriots next week we want to thank you All Once again, for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day, free and on all platforms, we will be back tomorrow. But for your second listen today, might we suggest the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out everything David and I are doing over at Bucksnation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Send us your emails to LockedOnBucsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again to Greco and Layton for your voicemails. I'm sure we will have more coming up tomorrow. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JArco underscore Bucs, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.